Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with the kinsmen of Naomi as we pick up in Ruth, chapter 1, verse 21. And now, with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. She said, I went away full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Why do you call me pleasant? Seeing the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty has afflicted me. So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her. They came out of the country of Moab. They came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. Now Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth in the family of Elimelech. His name was Boaz. So Elimelech had, and in the fourth chapter, uh, Boaz calls him our brother Elimelech, so a, a, a relation, perhaps a full brother, perhaps a half brother, who became a very wealthy man a mighty man of wealth. And Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, let me now go to the field and glean the ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, go, my daughter. Now in the law, God made a provision for the poor people. There were welfare laws in those days. I think they are far superior to the welfare laws today. It wasn't just a give me or give out dole to people. But the law declared that when you had fields, you could only harvest your fields once. You couldn't go back through to pick the second time. You had one shot at your harvest. You went through once, that was it. Nor did you pick up anything off the ground so that the poor of the land could come into your fields after your harvesters had gone through and whatever wasn't ripe when they had gone through, whatever was there was free for the poor people. And thus, they could always go into the fields and they could come in after your harvesters. They could pick up any vegetables or any of the fruits or whatever that remained after your first once harvest through the thing. Then the rest was left for the poor. And thus were the poor of the land taken care of. It was a very excellent welfare law. The poor of the land were taken care of adequately by this law. If you wanted to eat, there was always food. You could always go out into the field and gather it after the harvesters. And so Ruth said to Naomi, I'm going to go out and glean in the fields after the harvesters. And it says, and it was her hap. Or we would say today, it so happened that she was in the part of the field that belonged unto Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. It so happened. No, that's not so. Nothing just so happens. 
When we relate a thing, we say, well, you know, it was the strangest coincidence. But really, when you're God's child and God's hand is on your life, there aren't really coincidences. God's hand is in all of these things. Now, when God guides our lives, somehow we've got a mental concept that in order for God to guide me, there's got to be some kind of a mystical, spooky kind of an aura, you know, where you almost go into a semi-trance and a fog begins to sort of come around you and you hear a voice in the echo chamber and it says, go left, you know. <laughs> You know, and, and you expect God to lead you in some kind of a mystical way. When in reality, God leads you in such natural ways, you say, well, it just happened that I was there at that moment, you know. For the last few weeks, my wife has been asking me concerning a doctor that was with us in Israel last year who helped her when she broke her arm. She said, I'm so concerned about him. I wonder if everything is all right. I haven't heard. We send them a Christmas card, and we haven't heard. I wonder, oh, I wonder how he's doing. Have you seen? No, I haven't seen him. Uh, I wonder how they're doing. And she's been on to me for this for a few weeks. Well, my son's church, the ladies were having a, a retreat up at Idlewild, and so Kay went up to teach the ladies. And because the dust was getting to her, she decided not to eat lunch there in the camp, but to go into a little restaurant called the Bread Basket. So as she was in there eating lunch, who should come in <laughs> but the doctor's wife, who was passing by and decided, oh, I want to get one of the specialties of the bakery shop there. And so she just, on impulse, ran in to get something out of the bakery. It just so happened. You see, no, those things don't happen. God is leading, God is guiding, and God puts these things together, but it happens so naturally that you don't recognize it's God doing it. God leads us in very natural ways. It comes as a thought. It comes as an impulse. It comes as an idea or it comes as an inspiration. Oh, I'm hungry for a tamale. <laughs> Gotta have a tamale, you know. <laughs> well, where shall we go? And, and well, let's go there. And, and God is actually putting together circumstances. You get there, and, and there's the plan of God unfolding. He's been guiding, and it so happened. But no, it doesn't so happen. God's hand is there leading and guiding. For the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord, and he delights in his way. And if you will in all your ways just acknowledge him, he will direct your path. Now, looking at it from our side, we say, and it so happened that she came into the field of Boaz. But in reality, 
God was holding her by the hand and directing her to that field. As she was going out wondering, where in the world am I going to glean? You know, oh my, this is all new. I don't you know, know any place around here. Oh, there's some gals out there. I'll follow them. And God was just leading all the way along. It's neat the way the Lord does lead our lives. It's glorious the way God directs our paths as we just yield ourselves to him. Before I get out of bed in the morning, I say, Lord, today is yours. My life is yours. Now you just lead me, Lord, in whatever you have for me. Direct my life today, Lord. I don't have any hard, fast plans that can't be broken, Lord. You just bring into my path whatever you want. I want to be open to you today. And it's always exciting because you never know just what God has in mind for you each day as he puts the circumstances together. And we look at it and we say, man, that was the most amazing coincidence I've ever seen. You know, not really. God was bringing the ends together all the way along. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem, and he said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. Now, Boaz does show many characteristics of a fine, outstanding, godly man. Just the, remember, it's a time of spiritual declension and apostasy, the period of the judges. But here is a man who is walking with God, who comes out and greets his servants by saying, the Lord be with you. And evidently there's a good management relationship here with servants, and they say, and the Lord bless thee. We'll see other indications of this man's spiritual nature. Then said Boaz unto his, ser his servant that was over the reapers, where did this chick come from? <laughs> That's a modern translation. <laughs> and the servant that was over the reapers answered and said, it is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I beg you or pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. And she came and hath continued even from morning till now. She only tarried just for a little time in the house. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Listen, my daughter, don't glean in any other fields, neither go from here. But abide here fast by my maidens, and let your eyes be on the field that they reap, and follow after them. For I have charged the young men that they shall not touch thee. And when you're thirsty, you can go to the vessels and drink of the water that the young men have drawn. And she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes that you should take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? And Boaz answered and said unto her, It has been fully shown to me all that you have done unto your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. 
and how you have left your father and mother in the land of your nativity and are coming to a people which you did not know before this. The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given to thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. So here's a beautiful scene. They, they are meeting. He, he speaks to Ruth, and he said, you know, just stay in the fields of my maidens. Follow with them. Don't go to any other fields. And when you get thirsty, you can drink from the containers that the young men have drawn. And, and she's amazed by the kindness. She knows she's a stranger here. She said, you know, how come you're treating me so kindly? I, I'm a stranger. And he said, I've heard all about you. I've heard about your kindness to Naomi. And I've heard about your decision, really, to come into a, a, a new land and under the shelter of Jehovah. And so his beautiful words, may Jehovah recompense thy work. May the Lord just reward your decisions. And a full reward be given to you from Jehovah, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to trust. The people there were very close to nature. They were very earthy people. And thus they, they picture God in earthy pictures. And one of the pictures that they had of God was that loving, protecting concern over his children. As a mother hen has that loving, protective concern over her little chicks. So that when danger threatens, the little chicks run under the mother who ruffles out her feathers and covers them and stands there to protect them against danger. This is one of the pictures of God in the Old Testament. Under his wings shalt thou trust. And, and this picture of a, a mother hen brooding and, and protecting and covering with her wings, with her feathers, her little brood. It's a very earthy kind of a thing, and if you haven't been around a farm or chickens, you don't understand it fully. Fortunately, when I was a kid, even growing up here in California, we were country enough around here that we still had chickens on the backyard. But may the Lord reward you under whose wings, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to trust. Trusting in God now, looking to him. Then she said, let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord. For you have comforted me, and you have spoken friendly unto your handmaid, though I am not like one of your own handmaidens. And Boaz said to her, At mealtime you can come here and eat of the bread and dip your morsel in the vinegar. And she sat beside the reapers, and he reached her parched corn, and she did eat and was sufficed and left. And so 
Boaz is showing a definite interest in her, reaching over and, and getting some parched corn for her, inviting her to eat and, and, and showing the protection. And when she was risen up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Now you let her glean even among the sheaves. Don't reproach her. <laughs> now, if she happens to wander over into the area where you haven't been yet, don't yell at her. Let her go. And then every once in a while, just let a handful drop on purpose for her. So Ruth gleaned that day, and she came up with about a bushel of barley so that when she got back to Naomi, Naomi said, where in the world were you gleaning today? <laughs> the Lord be gracious unto that man. <laughs> wow. And Ruth said, well, I happened to be in the field of a man whose name was Boaz. And Naomi said unto her, Blessed is he of the Lord who has not left off his kindness to the living and to the dead. And Naomi said to her, The man is near of kin to us. He is one of our next goels, kinsmen redeemers. This man is, is, a, is a family member. He is a goel. He's a kinsman redeemer to us, one of the next of kinsmen redeemers. And Ruth the Moabitess said, He said unto me also, You shall stay fast by my young men until they have ended all my harvest. And Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that you do not go out with his maidens, and that, they do not, that you do not go out with his maidens, and that they do not meet you in any other field. So she kept fast by the maidens of Boaz, to glean unto the end of the barley harvest and of the wheat harvest, and she stayed there with her mother-in-law. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said unto her, My daughter, shall I not seek rest for thee, that it may be well with thee? And now is not Boaz of our family, with whose maidens you have been working. Behold, he winnows the barley tonight in the threshing floor. So wash yourself. Put on your perfume and your beautiful gown and get down to the threshing floor, but don't let them see you until they have finished eating and drinking. And it shall be when he lies down to sleep that you mark carefully where he's lying and then go in and uncover his feet and lay down there and he will tell you what you're to do. And she said unto her, All that you say to me I will do. So she went down to the floor, and she did according to all that her mother-in-law had instructed her. And when Boaz had eaten and drunk, his heart was merry, and he went to lie down at the end of the heap of corn. And she came very quietly and uncovered his feet and laid down. Now about midnight he woke up and was afraid. As he was rolling over, he became aware of a fact that a woman was lying there at his feet. And he said, Who are you? And she answered, I'm Ruth, your handmaid. Spread therefore thy blanket or covering over thine handmaid, for thou art a near kinsman. Now, under the law, because God sought to preserve families, if 
A man married a wife and died before they had any children. Then it was his brother's obligation to take that woman as his wife so that the first son that was born would be named after the dead brother so that the family's name would continue in Israel. Uh, in the book of Genesis, about the 38th chapter or so, we find that Judah had a son who took a gal as his wife and he died without having any children. Uh, Tamar was the name of the wife. And so the second son took her and he died without having any children. And Judah was afraid to give the third son. And so he, he said, well, he's too young to get married. Wait for him. And then long after the guy was old enough to get married, Judah hadn't really come through with the third son. And so Tamar took things into her own hands. But it's a, it's a, a case where this law was being enacted and Judah was in the wrong for withholding this son. return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Ruth on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Ruth 1 through 3 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD, and our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord bring you into a special consciousness of His presence of his love, of his interest in your life. And may you walk in the consciousness of God's grace and be led by his spirit. May you come into a new relationship with God, a very personal relationship with God. In Jesus' name. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. Sometimes it's difficult to celebrate the holidays like Christmas or New Year's Eve because of a recent death in the family or a sudden tragedy that's happened. And it's in times like this that we want to be used by God to bring encouragement, hope, and most of all, love to our family and friends who are going through a hardship. That's why I'd like to tell you about a book by Chuck Smith called When the Storm Hits. 
I'm amazed when I read this book that it's able to encourage and strengthen a person and persuade them to look to Jesus and not at their problem. It encourages us to be patient, not to lose hope, and when the storm hits, to get anchored on Jesus, the rock, and don't let go. To order a copy of Chuck Smith's book, When the Storm Hits, please call the word for today at 800-272-9673. Or you can visit us online to read a preview of the book by visiting thewordfortoday.org.